0: okay this is a short ish talk i'm not gonna like probably make it run for too long but uh xbox done did a power move and i have pantan here with me because we need to talk about this Hey, <laughs> so
1: this is i think
0: this is, is this the first time i've actually gotten you on the podcast or the second time
1: I think it's the second. I think I talked about like I came on to talk about Overwatch League and and other stuff beforehand too, or something. But I I know I know I've talked to you before, but yeah, I think this is the first time since yes, um, yeah, you upgraded platforms or something. I don't know. Can you? I'm having trouble. Can you yeah, play that play? sounds about right. It's about Wi-Fi. It's for some reason it's telling me I need it. Infinite. Okay. My mom is also fussing with me to do something. Hold on. I'll I'll put it on your on the internet. Don't worry. Sorry.
0: But anyways, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. So um Microsoft out of nowhere was just like, "Hey guys,
1: we want Bethesda." Yeah, took Bethesda. So the the biggest the biggest criticism, the biggest criticism that but in the console wars, again, me, Pantan, as an outsider, as a, a PC guy whose last console that I played was a PS2. I've I've always heard, oh, well, the the big thing is is that Sony has more exclusives. And I, I learned this very, very powerfully when um somebody gave me an Xbox One. Like I was watching their cat and they're like, Here, have an Xbox. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. I I it's free, so whatever. Maybe I can get some games with it. And I was like, what are some cool games that I can get for this that I can't play on my PC? And there were none. And so it's just sitting in my room yeah. and I don't use it at all. And the the company that's had all the interesting exclusives has been Sony. That's been the strength of, of their console. So Microsoft has been for a few years now, they've been picking up developers but not necessarily huge developers and not going out and no, buying one of the largest publishers in the industry because they didn't just buy Bethesda. And it's, and I, and I feel like that's one of the things that's getting overlooked is, is because they didn't buy Bethesda. They bought Zenmax or Zenimax, whatever. So that's the parent company of Bethesda, which means that they get a ton more yeah. IP.
0: And that was, um, yeah, that was, uh, it says about 7.5 billion. Mm-hmm. What they're spending on it, and the deal will finish in the second half of the fiscal year of 2021. Mm. So, already with those with that lineup, it's really impressive because the amount of games that they will be able to turn into console exclusives is going to be pretty impressive. Not to mention that despite everybody not really paying attention or like just kind of like writing Xbox off like most people do. They have actually a very solid exclusive lineup. Like a lot of games that they have that are coming out for the Xbox Series X is going to be console exclusive. And they all look pretty solid. And I do remember somebody saying, I do remember there being some kind of talk. What exclusives do they have in the pipe? All right. So there's a le- there's a list, right? They have As Dusk Falls, Avowed, Everwild, Fable, mm-hmm. Forza, The Gunk, The Medium, which is a really good one to have. Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis, which I was surprised that was going to be um, exclusive. Scorn, Cine Saga, Hellblade Two, hmm. Stalker Two, State of Decay Three, and Warhammer Forty K Darktide. Which that's not bad, not at all. So like when you keep that, when you when you take that when you take that in mind, and they just bought another studio, it's like all right, that's that's actually pretty solid, like, I'm actually, like, okay, they're, they're doing it, but, like, they're not, like, trying to be, like, oh, yeah, these are the exclusives we have, they're more, like, hey, guys, you buy our system, and you get Xbox Game Pass, you have literally every game you want for, like, 15 bucks a month, which is something, you know, that me, personally, I kind of look at, and I've been, like, on the fence of doing, because I can literally download and delete whatever I want, whenever I want with that, it's really tempting,
1: yeah, Xbox Game Pass I think is act- is is a good value proposition. I'm personally just not a big sh- fan of like I guess calling it a streaming service isn't 100% accurate, but I don't like monthly pay models and I would rather just pay buy a game because I feel like over time I'm I'm spending less money on games without that. But that that yeah. is a great service that I think a lot of people are Arguably getting their money's worth out of it, they'll just download and try a game because it's basically free for them. But um, I'm, I'm, that doesn't sell me on anything at least, but I know it does sell some people on stuff.
0: Yeah. And that's like, that brings me up to my next point too, because it's like, me personally, like, I was, I actually calculated to see how much it was going to cost a year. And it was about a little over Mm -hmm. 200 bucks a year. So basically, like, to pay for Game Pass Ultimate for the entire year. You'd be paying for about four to five sixty dollars games up front. So, to get that amount of games that you do get access for is definitely a solid amount. It's just that they don't technically give you that like one like one year deal in the sense where like you know you get that a little bit off as opposed to paying every month. So like there there is some things here and there, but like yeah. ultimately,
1: I so. So, like yearly, if you're paying fifteen dollars a month, it's one hundred and eighty dollars. Yep. Which is three sixty dollars games. Yep. I rarely, if ever, buy games at full price. I I'd, I'd go as far to say I don't. I I don't remember the last time I actually bought a game for sixty dollars. The next time I buy one for sixty dollars will probably be Cyberpunk. And I, I don't think there's anything else that I'm rushing to to do to, to get after that. And it's not like I don't buy a lot of games. I have over a hundred games in my Steam library.
0: The Steam Library, there's like a sale every couple months.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a big part of it, is because I'm I'm good about being patient, look just putting things on my wish list and, and buying things when when they get cheap. And say like that I've had my Steam library for for for, for ten years and I've been buying games, seriously. For, for ten years. If if you have Xbox Game Pass for, for ten years, that's like close to two thousand dollars. My games are not worth two thousand dollars. No. So like they, no. they absolutely did the math on this and were like, you know what, over time like we get more money out of this than than people buying their games individually. So can you maybe can this maybe allow people to, to play more games? Yeah, but like I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not gonna like shit on someone who does, but the only reason they're offering the service is because they're they're making more money doing it. Yeah. And that
0: is something that people have to expl- uh, understand, myself included. It's like overall, like honestly, it's really good. It's like a really solid thing to have access to. And for some people, that is something that they need. Because some people do spend a lot on video games more than they probably should. But yeah, absolutely. Overall, yeah.
1: Yep, people will spend a lot of money on loot boxes, people will spend a lot of money on skins. And given how much money people can pump into microtransactions and other stuff these days, I have a, a lot more respect for someone who who plays or who pays $15 to basically have unlimited games per month versus or not unlimited, but you know what I mean, a large amount of Yeah not free a but a very like,
0: sizable library a, of,
1: yeah, a, a large library of games that they can access for $15 a month versus buying Fortnite skins i'm absolutely going to have more respect for the person who who played 15 games this month versus the the kid who's freaking doing the backpack kid dance and flossing at me
0: <laughs> yeah no that's 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 a pain in the butt it's like like i'm I honestly like right at this point in time like i was i'm happy because both companies are doing something and as from my from my standpoint because i am a person who likes xbox i like the xbox system i always have Mm -hmm. at this point in time they have roughly the same amount of exclusives coming out in about the same timelines give or take a couple here and there i think playstation has maybe like Mm -hmm. two or three more that we know of at this very moment but they're both about the same. Both hardwares are roughly about the same, and this is shaping up to be another PS3 versus uh, Xbox 360, but a more even battleground. Because back then, 360 just had a better library. It was a system had some problems, but like overall, like it was just a better system to have than the PS3. Some would argue.
1: So, here's another thing that I'll, I'll say as as a gamer but a console outsider in terms of their exclusives is if somebody is not already in an ecosystem if your exclusives are part of a series people who aren't already on your platform don't have any reason to get excited about it. Exactly. Them. I've never owned a Nintendo console. I've never played a Zelda game. So people will hype them when they come out or not Not even that. Let's, let's say um... Animal Crossing is a, the best new example of this. Oh, yeah. People ran out and lost their minds over Animal Crossing, and I had—I don't understand why. I've never played one of those games. I don't know why why they care about it so much. So, when when people talk about, like, oh, the new Final Fantasy game is, is blah, 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 I haven't played any of the Final Fantasy games. It does nothing for me. It doesn't attract me to a platform. I've I've played, I guess, some of the Halo games now, because they're on PC, yeah. but that doesn't sell me on a console. What you know what has sold me on a console, or not sold me, but it made me curious? Me hearing about like how how great the Uncharted series is. Or 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 God of War. Something that I don't have to worry about like, oh, I don't know what happened in all the previous games. And I understand that that's that's the case with Zelda where like most of them you can kind of just play on their own, but like I don't necessarily have the hype to play a Zelda game versus when someone is just like, hey, on its own, the most recent God of War game is phenomenal. Jump into it and you'll love yeah. it. That's, that's made me good... curious about PlayStation.
0: And that's a very good thing to pull out. Like, I will say this, like, PlayStation has handled their the view that people see of them from the outside very well because they've taken advantage of certain things that Microsoft flobbed on because Microsoft was being a company they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this, but then they would like adjust to something as per customer reaction. Like the biggest um the biggest example of this was uh back when um the micro when uh whenever they were when they were thinking about the DCR thing, like the uh digital only or like you had to be online only thing, whatever with both systems, and then everybody gave them flack for it. Yep. So they changed it, and then Sony came out and was like, they changed it, but they like kind of like did like a flash change if most people saw and like working at this is what i was still working at gamestop at the time we noticed that um sony had tried to do the same thing on the fly but had to like correct it as like oh that was by accident kind of deal so there are certain things that they've done well to like control and be like all right yo we can't do this otherwise people are going to be mad whereas microsoft has been like kind of bold and like we're just going to do it and then if it's wrong we'll fix
1: it who cares we're still going to get our money so Microsoft took a lot of Microsoft took a lot of steam out of the launch of the Xbox One by including the Kinect, and then having all of that BS about the Kinect always being on. It scared people because there was like security concerns, and it also drove up the price. So people are like, "What? I'm spending a hundred dollars on a product, like on a, on something that I don't want. I have to turn it on by waving at it. Like that's that doesn't sell people on it. It sells some people on it." But like it's, it, it was a poor value proposition. It was a, just a bad decision. People could understand why Microsoft wanted to do it because if it worked, it meant that they had like an exclusive thing that kind of made them see, seem special. But look, where is we're Connect now? Cameras are no longer the the next. They're no
0: longer the next thing at all. And like most camera and move, move, like the PlayStation Move was the same thing. Like both of them tried. And, like, they were kind of not, they were nice novelties for, like, a little bit. But ultimately, like, it just was not worth it. Like, if I want that kind of tech, I have my Google Home. I have my, I have my, what is it, the Alexa. I have all that. I don't need the Connect for all that. Like, which, by the way, funny, I love the Google Home. I didn't think I would, but I love it. It is so nice. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by that thing
1: dude after like after a year my girlfriend like has finally started using it and like more than i do because <laughs> like she cooks and like sets the alarm or like she's she's actually using it and and like i'm just like finally i had to i had, I only had one of them set up in the house i unplugged another one because it wasn't getting used but now the one in the kitchen i just leave there and it it gets it it's getting used so i'm just happy about that
0: yeah no like honestly like the way that it, the way that the google home setup is very nice but that's getting off sidetrack right now we mm. know that um with the acquisition of the companies that they have gotten we do know that the um, they're going to honor the um exclusives that sony already worked out with
1: them so that's fine yeah there was um, like those two games I, I forget which games but
0: yeah i forget exactly which ones it was off the top of my head but um i do know that they are going to honor that but spencer was like yeah we're gonna we're gonna make some uh exclusive games essentially very soon so they're heading down the way to like where it's literally going to be neck and neck but in order for microsoft to actually
1: like it's still gonna be funny because they can they can launch those games on on um Sony and with a, a splash screen that still says Microsoft. Like that's gonna be one of the startup things for it now.
0: Yep. Which is kind of funny. It's kinda of funny. Like I, I actually do have to say that's that is pretty funny. Like the Microsoft Studios, which also before I forget, I like that um with um the games that a lot of the games that Microsoft has been doing, all the Microsoft Studio games regardless of where you buy it you have it on pc so for me mm-hmm. i bought um Ori and the uh, will of the wisp on my xbox and i can play it on my pc if i wanted to no problem and i don't have to buy i don't have to like buy it again and i was like that's so nice so like legitimately microsoft's just like we know there's a lot of people out there who play pc mm-hmm. why don't we just make it so like if they buy it you know, what if they decide that they end up wanting to get an Xbox, they won't lose their library of games. Mm. Which is a very nice thing to like consider. So like there's a lot of things that um there's a lot of things that both companies are doing too that Microsoft has been getting a lot of flack for that I noted. Like you know how like um when we watch we both watched the uh Xbox uh directs and everything. Yeah. And how they had a lot of games that were like exclusive to Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, well, it's going to be on PC, so why do I care? And then I watched the Sony showcase this past weekend. Was it? Yeah, it was this past weekend or whatever. And I was like, most of these are going to PC. Like, the only real exclusive that I saw was the Miles Morales and the. Demon Souls, but even Demon Souls is, like, potentially going to PC, but we don't know anything. They're saying that, like, when I watched the trailer, it said timed exclusive at the very bottom of the trailer, but they're saying that that was a human error, so I don't know what to believe anymore. Interesting. Because like, I feel like that's not, like, a human error. Yeah. Like, if you go back and watch the trailer, like, it says at the bottom, like, a timed, like, a timed, ex- basically one of the timed it's exclusives. It's a pretty big error. And I was like, what? Error. Like, so they made me think it was... Yeah, it was a very big error to see. So I was so confused because I was like, "So then it's not an exclusive." So I looked it up, and they're like, "No, no, no, it's supposed to be an exclusive." That was just an error, and I was like, "Okay." Because if not, then like that kills a lot of like the exclusivity that PlayStation has. But like Miles Morales is a good. Um, I like the, I like a lot of games that tend to go to Sony. Like I I'm kind of crutched into getting Sony platforms. Simply because I play a lot of JRPGs, and Japan mm-hmm. doesn't like Microsoft, and that's <laughs> just don't. a known fact. So, like, <laughs> they, they getting don't. getting any JRPG, getting like Tales of or anything like that, which I'm a huge fan of, <laughs> Tales is of, is hard to get on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's so ironic too, because Tales of Vesperia was one of the best games on Xbox 360. Like hands down one of the best game one of the best jrpgs they had on that system is persona yeah no on xbox persona is not on xbox no it's it's playstation exclusive that (laughs) one's playstation exclusive but it's also looking like it's going to pc so like i have to deal with that right Mm -hmm. but like for me everything else i prefer on the xbox because like it's overall like the hardware the controllers are just typically better for me Mm -hmm. personally so I prefer it, and then, like, there are certain games that I like that are on Xbox, I, as opposed I to... I don't like
1: the Xbox controller. It drives me crazy. that Like, the asymmetrical controller? Mm-mm. Don't like it. <laughs> I want to well, no. throw it... And
0: that's that's the thing, like that's the thing that's totally fine because like i i understood like working at gamestop knowing you knowing everybody else that i know that's in the gaming community and that play games like everybody's split down the middle on if they like the controller or not and if they like the system or not and then like they all like tend to like kind of just lean lean towards like being a little bit biased i have been trying so hard not to be biased and it's like hard because like i'm literally screaming at microsoft to be like you need to fix some of these things and they're starting to fix them but it's taking too long and then playstation's just being like they're not fixing anything so we can get away with a bunch of stuff and i'm like you guys should just like put a nail in the coffin like realistically they had a chance to potentially kill x the xbox system right around the beginning of playstation 4 but it never happened and you kind of sit there and you wonder, like, they they had a solid lineup at beginning. Like there was a lot to there was a lot to play for, but then it somehow just kind of almost evened out. And you're like, wait, when did this become like almost sort of even? Like it shouldn't be even at all. Like PlayStation was supposed to have the better games, the better technology, but then Microsoft was like, ha, we have better technology and we have solid games, and then we have Ultimate. And it's like, Sony could have like Ran away with this a while ago, I think personally. But here we are: PlayStation Five, the router, and then the Xbox One, the Xfinity.
1: Uh, oh man, that's the, so. The, that's a yeah. That's the second thing for me is I I like the design of the Xbox better than PlayStation. I feel like the PlayStation Five looks like what people thought the PlayStation Five would look like in two thousand and four, <laughs> which isn't is is isn't a good thing. <laughs> no, no see i'm I'm with you on it looks that. like it looks like Eva from Wally.
0: <laughs> I'm with you on that like i I respect Sony for going out there and going with such a out there design, but then I also have to give Microsoft some flack because it's like one of my one of my uh, friend uh friends that I do the podcast was Valk, he was he put it perfectly he's like, we're the Russian. we're gonna give you a big box button to put disk in and put disc out." <laughs> And fan on top. It will do mm. things. We don't know what things they will do, but they will do things. And that's that's what it looks like. But that's okay.
1: See, I, I like the design of the Xbox because it it appears to me that it was designed in large part with airflow and cooling in mind. And that's something yes. that previous generations of the consoles have suffered from, from from a while. And in large part, it's due to their, their shape and their size. Is that these, these At this point, these consoles are basically using PC parts and then trying to squeeze them into as small of a box as possible, or at least as thin of a box as possible, because for ages the idea of the shape of the consoles, it's supposed to like be VCR shaped or DVD players shaped. So it fits underneath an entertainment console or something. And that was the big complaint that people had when the design of the Xbox was released was, oh, this won't fit under my TV in the same way. And I'm just like, you can't ventilate those parts appropriately in a thin package. I just I just replaced um, the the um, thermal paste in a, a PlayStation for a friend of mine because it kept overheating. Now, mind you, they had it like in a place with horrible airflow and a lot of other stuff, but like no, like the fact that that Microsoft designed their console around giving it fantastic airflow is something that I think they should be, be applauded for versus Sony seems very kind of stuck in their old sort of design language. Um, and if you look at, at, at at the design of like the release design and the, um, developer kit that they sent people like way back, that got leaked the, the, did you see the vents in the developer kit?
0: Yes, I did. Jesus
1: yeah you know why they did that to stop it from overheating
0: yeah and like one of the biggest things that um i know a lot of people have i've heard this from playstation fans too they all like after a while your playstation sounds like a buck horse running down the street my xbox that i just retired was the xbox one of the original 500 gig xboxes and I just retired it mm-hmm. because I overworked it from COVID. And I had it on basically every day for about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But it took it being on for a month and a half to overheat. And I've had it since basically the year the Xbox yep. One came out. And that was like, what? Almost like seven years ago? Like, And it still ran quiet. Yep, It still ran quiet. And I was like, all right. I got my money's worth out of that. That I was like... 250 bills i spent on that because i bought it after
1: i replaced it after i replaced the thermal paste in that ps4 my my i i turned it on i tested it it wasn't crashing anything anymore but i put it on top of my pc and it was it was still loud to me i was like shit like it's not crashing but this thing is still loud and she got it back and she's like this is the smoothest it's ever run and all i did was replace a thermal paste Now, the CD drive stopped working after I did that. I don't fucking know why. (laughs) And she was (laughs) mad that the CD drive stopped working. I'm not perfect. (laughs) She blames them somehow. I'm sure I fucked something up, but... It still turns on. It's just the CD drive. Who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah. Like, you can't do anything about that. Whatever, it's fine. Like, for me, like the PlayStation (laughs) I have... The PS4 I have was always loud. It was never really quiet and that was like a very bad thing that's a very annoying thing because like that system is surprisingly very so like
1: it's smaller than the xbox and like that's a test that i would actually like to see somebody do for those at launch put them next to each other which one's louder under load because i will put money on the fact that it's going to be the the ps5
0: yeah i i can see that and it's like that's that's going to be a lot of like hardware things because like the 360 had like a lot of hardware problems it was loud, but then after they did one of the remodels for the 360 it got quiet they fixed all the hardware issues and that was like something that was very important because the red ring of death was so popular and so known that people still talk about it today but i haven't seen since they got to the later models of the xbox 360 i haven't seen any xbox system really die
1: yeah they they learned their lesson they 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 went through the ringer and had a really bad experience with their with their units failing early early in a, in a release cycle too and sony's had some problems they they obviously like their their machines will overheat but later in their life the red rings of death those were happening early like people would buy it and a month later it would do that there's like bl- like a blue light or something that playstations will get sometime it's not like they're 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 not perfect or infallible machines but they have a a low enough failure rate where they don't get dragged for it. But as far as I'm concerned, like they, they haven't, they've been up against that line for way too long. And it's something that I do hear people talking about more.
0: Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. It's, it's certain things like slowly, like you see, you see two sides doing like the right thing, but in the wrong like balance, like essentially it just feels like Microsoft's doing more and more and more for the tech side and the convenience side but not like the exclusivity side whereas Sony is doing the opposite where they're doing more for the exclusives and stuff but their tech is like slowly and surely getting a little sus just a little mhm like and it's not well, it, it's not necessarily it, it, a good thing it makes thing.
1: sense it's not good for them because at some point it means that they just turn into no. only a games company and not a hardware company um and it, it makes sense because yeah. Microsoft is slowly just marching the Xbox towards being it's just it's just a PC. I mean, let's be honest that's that's what consoles are is they they are just a, a computer that yeah. goes in your living room and that you use with a controller. So the fact that the PC market is growing, the gaming market as, as a whole let's let's be honest is growing. More people are buying consoles, more people are buying PCs, more people are getting everything, yes. but. The fact that PC is growing is something that Microsoft directly benefits from. And um, yep. the fact...
0: Sony doesn't benefit from that as they,
1: much. No, Sony doesn't benefit from that at all. That doesn't go into their pocket or benefit them at all besides making their games have a, have a wider audience.
0: That is one of the concerns that I have with PlayStation is that like they tend to be towards the game, which is fine. They have a lot more developers to work with at this time, but like now Microsoft has a ton more developers mm-hmm. and they have solid studios. They have solid studios. Like the biggest thing from this from this purchase is everybody is really looking forward to the potential that Fallout New Vegas 2 might happen. And that is like a really big thing that people are really like where they're hoping for. Yes. Now not to say that Microsoft
1: hasn't done all oh, go ahead. So I have a confession. I I I have I own New Vegas. I've played maybe fifteen minutes of it. <laughs> um, I'm I'm one of the people who I don't like. I, I actually really like the story of Fallout Three. Okay. I, I think that like it does a it does a good job of like having a tutorial that that also just attaches you to the story of the game. Because you don't really realize it's a tutorial. You're growing up. You're becoming a person. Yeah. And you're imprinting on that character. Right. And then your dad's gone. And then you need to find your dad. That's a fantastic storyline. And then you start Fallout New Vegas, and it's like, oh, you woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like games that start like that. That that are just like, oh, you're in the middle of the desert. Let me tell you who you are now. Like, just... just Start me off, tell me who who I am like I I like 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 what's a good example of dishonored like that's that's something where it just puts you like you're you're this character that's pre-established. That's fine, but I hate games that start off with like you have memory loss, so you need to figure out who you are. nah, yeah. that's kind of bs to me I don't yeah. I don't like it. so that's why like I didn't really get into that game because like the beginning of it just didn't didn't really sit with me.
0: Yeah, no, like that. That that is a very fair thing to point out. <laughs> but overall, that game is still a wrong otherwise. Game.
1: Though I've heard, I've heard like exclusively great things about the game. Besides that, like uh, I, I'm fully aware of the fact that like everyone thinks it's the best Fallout game. I'm fully aware of the fact that like I didn't, I never met Julius Caesar, so I don't know what's going on with him. Like I know I need to play the game. I'm sorry. Don't flame me. Don't at me. Like it's okay. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. <laughs> But that's
0: not what we're here for. We're here to say that it might Fallout New Vegas 2 might happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was involved with the first one is now in the same company. Now, to say that Microsoft has done good mm-hmm. when they've bought all these new companies, the only one that uh, some people are questioning is Rare, to be fair. But from what mm-hmm. I understand from one of my friends that I talked to before, Rare kind of dropped the ball with a couple of their games that they did release and they didn't do a good job and then that was a problem Mm -hmm. because when people call for remakes i always take that with a grain of salt because remakes can be terrible for a multitude of reasons and the biggest Mm -hmm. one being like oh well we changed a bunch of stuff because you know it was outdated so we fixed a lot of it why would you change that blah 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 All right, so we didn't change anything. We just kind of slightly upgraded the graphics. You can end up with Prince of Persia. It's like, why did you change? Why did you not change anything? It's like, you can never find anybody too happy with remakes. And it's a pain in the absolute ass. So dealing with remakes is like a very Mm -hmm. rough road. Like companies that do it like Persona 5 Royal did. With Persona 5, to Persona 5 Royal, where they're just like, all right. We're gonna pretty much revamp everything that was wrong and then add good stuff, life a good quality of life things to it like those are the kind of things that people overall enjoy, but you got to be careful with your price points too because some people were kind of myth that it was still 60 bucks for for, uh, for Persona 5 Royal. but that's that's a whole nother issue. and yeah. all I know is that Microsoft did good by buying the studio. Yeah. I think personally. They have a lot more games. They have a lot more heads to um bump with when it comes to like the other studios that they have working on things. Like now that now this studio, now all the studios that they just bought can come over and be like, oh hey, this is our experience when working on a game like this. When you look at the two new games that we're getting from Microsoft and um Mm -hmm. I forget which one is it. I think it was uh Avowed. Yeah. Avowed is the, the medieval one that's coming next gen. And then Fable. You get these people who worked in those mm. companies to be like, hey, if you want a hand, we can we can you know give you a couple pointers or whatever, blah blah blah. We're all in the same company now, so like they can be like, all right, you're gonna go help them with this, blah blah blah, this and that, this and that. So like there, there's a lot more opportunities to have all of the games fleshed out. Plus, this is a good start for Bethesda specifically because Bethesda has dropped the ball over the past decade by re- re-releasing Skyrim twelve times. Mm.
1: Way too, Way too many, many times. times, at full yeah. price, and everybody still bought it. Me- meanwhile, CD Projekt Red is like, "Oh, if you, I, yeah, I hate those people." It was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy it for my Switch." What? Why? No, you have like 800 hours on it already on like on this other platform, but now, oh, but I can play it on the train. Shut up! I hate you.
0: Okay. CD Pro- CD project. Oh my god! Like, I do want to say, I'm glad that they delayed the game when they did. It was a good time to delay it. Gives them a little bit of time. We're still getting it, and I am ready. See, yeah, I respect it. I it's the first game I've pre ordered and paid off
1: since Final Fantasy Thirteen. There are so many games that come out, and there's a massive day one patch, like such a big day one patch that you can't even play it without it because they shipped it incomplete, and they just knew that they would yeah. be able to like get enough done in those last two weeks, so they shipped it incomplete. They patched whatever. And then they still have to fix tons of stuff in the in the first few weeks of it, and those are like, that's that's normal. We're really really used to that, and and so many people don't have a problem with it. Where I'm like, no, like, I I would rather you guys like have it pretty polished. I'm fine with like bug fix- fixes and, and patches, but like, it shouldn't be that like a third of the people who get it are having issues because you couldn't optimize it well enough or or to, couldn't. Like are just running into bugs and falling through the map, like that. That that shouldn't be a thing. And it's it's a big game. It's absolutely something where like you you can set a goalpost for when you should have it finished by, and then once you get closer to it, it turns out that you you miss that mark. And with a with a with a game, that's okay, just because of how the development for it works. With a movie, that's not really as as realistic we don't have an art form really to compare how much work goes into making a game. No, we don't. It's very... So it's still kind of unprecedented once you have something with the scale of a game like Cyberpunk or anything else that's really on that that, that scale that you can't really know at the beginning of how long it will take. When Marvel goes to make a movie, they know how long it will take them.
0: Yeah, essentially like when they go to make these games and like they set those guidelines they are very important because games like cyberpunk games like the witcher or games like xenoblade chronicles x that was on the wii u those games are massive like monstrous almost and to give an example Mm -hmm. when xenoblade chronicles x on the wii u first came out People were like, all right, well, how big is the world? It's a planet, right? Oh, well, it can't be that much you have to search. <laughs> the game is literally like 20 Skyrims and five Witcher 3s, and those games are big. This was like a legitimate planet where you literally could mm. like, travel the entire planet, and the scale matched. And like, it's still to this day one of the only games that's not on a Switch that got ported from the Wii because they've been... Reporting just about everything from the Wii U to Switch. And I'm waiting because it was one of the ones that I really enjoyed in the Zelda series. But that's just to go about size. Like, these games, you're going to come into a lot of issues, like you said, because they're so big. So you're going to run into a lot of tech issues. So when they do push it back, and then they're like, all right, there are some things that we want to make sure that are, like, at a baseline to where not everybody might run into an issue here or there so then like because once you get the hardware out there and it's all running like it's supposed to then you can find those other bugs that not might not necessarily come up when you're trying to test to find bugs it's kind of like when you sweep in the floor and you sweep the floor and you think yeah. you're done and then when you go to mop you find a little bit more sweet so you sweep again it's one of those things yeah and they're handling it very fabulously by pushing it back so they can get it to as finished as possible. And I'm happy for it.
1: Yep. And then they can focus on, on DLC and working on the online expansion and they'll have enough work to get done after the fact.
0: Yeah. It's a lot less work for them.
1: And they'll sell more copies if the game is, and like, I've already heard criticisms of the game as people who like look at it and they're like, Oh, the animations could look better. And I'm like, first person melee fighting never looks good, dude. Like if you're nitpicking about that that like these like that these little things don't look good is you're just looking for something to be mad about. Like the art design looks fine. Like we've seen enough gameplay where I'm not worried about like not having a good experience. As long as it tells a good story and it's fun on the way there, I'm fine, dude.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things about these kind of games, is like they have to have a good story. And if they don't have a good story, it doesn't matter how good the interaction with anything else is. It's not going to carry it. Like, it's just going to kind of be like, all right, that's cool. I can, like, climb a building, but the story is shit, so I don't care. Like, I'm just not going to play it. I have other things I can do.
1: hmm And people are concerned that a lot of people are coming into it, too, thinking that it's, like, it's it's just cyberpunk um, Grand Theft Auto. And that's not really the case because it's an RPG And there's, like, concern that people's, like, expectations are based on, oh, it's open world, so that means it's going to be, like, Grand Theft Auto. But, like, yeah, you you can run off and just explore the city and just, like, fuck off and not care about the main storyline. But, like, the fact that it is an RPG is still going to be at the core of the game. So I'm wondering how many people could end up being thrown off by that and being like, wait a second. What is this progression that you speak of? All the freaking bro dudes are gonna get overwhelmed by trying to pick a skill tree.
0: Uh, that's gonna be funny. But with that being said, uh, that's pretty much all I want to talk about because Microsoft did a thing that more or less shook the entire gaming community at this point. Like with no, like no, like exaggeration. Like mm-hmm. this is like massive. On a lot of reasons. And it can be either a really good thing overall. Or a terrible thing overall. And it really depends on how they keep Bethesda and everybody else in check. Mm. Because Bethesda has been needing a new change of direction for a while. Yeah. And this is just outright good. Because company changes like that are typically alright. So that's all. Um, Thanks for joining me Pantan. Not a problem.
1: It's a pleasure as usual. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Have a beautiful time.